Welcome to episode 142 of Kapowcast. <laughs> that's right, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's what you said earlier. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, we hope you all had a fun and turkeyful filling Thanksgiving and hope you didn't get too crazy on Black Friday. Hope you trample didn't. each other. <laughs> I was very tempted to buy a, um, what is it? A PS4. Yeah. Uh, Target had the PS4s for, it was $200 with the Spider-Man game. Oh, uh, man. I know. <laughs> was it the PS4 Pro? I don't know. I was told to get the PS4 Pro if I get a PS4. Um, oh, I could have gotten that. <laughs> but uh, I'm Mike, and joining <laughs> me today is Tony Vance. Hi. And Jeffrey Jefferson. <laughs> hey, guys. Is your middle name Jefferson? It's uh, Jeffers. Jeffrey Jeffrey Jefferson. Okay. Jeffrey Jeffers. Jeffers Jefferson. Jefferson. Okay. I'm glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> today, we're going to be reviewing a comic book for the first time in... It hasn't been that long, has it? It's been a while. It's been a while. Been a while. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what was the last one we reviewed? Green Lantern Rebirth? No. Was it? it was it was it another Green Lantern book? Probably. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was Green Lantern Rebirth. I think it was because remember we uh we did it and we started talking about uh, the Sinestro War. Yep. And we were like, oh, we should do the Sinestro War next. And we never did. Instead we did uh <laughs> what we're doing today, Green Lantern Earth One. Interesting read. I have some thoughts on this book. I as well. You're totally right. The last one was Rebirth. <laughs> totally didn't even realize that we our last one we did was a Green Lantern one. I should have <laughs> maybe we should have done something different. Hey Tony got ideas. Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not getting any arguments from me. You don't get me wrong. No. no. <laughs> uh, but first, we'll talk some news and stuff. Harley Quinn and Batman are going to be teaming up. <laughs> because, you know, why the fuck not? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> that was a perfect sentiment. <laughs> Because why the fuck not? Pretty much. Yeah. Like, they've definitely... Uh, the Harley Quinn character has shifted from being a villain to a sympathetic villain to now it looks like she's more of an anti-hero. Sort of. Sort of. Kind of. And then they're kind of... I heard that they made some unpopular choices with her recently with uh, Heroes in Crisis. I haven't read it, though, so I couldn't tell you for sure. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, do you know what these things are uh being able to i think it has to do with pulling off batman-esque uh plot armor like you know planning things way ahead and stuff like that I'm like well that doesn't really sound like harley quinn at all i don't know if i don't know that was the impression that i got i'm not sure if that was actually the case it's a perfect example of them taking a character that is popular and them going this person is popular run with it yep exactly when i saw because the, the actual like announcement of this was harley quinn is the new robin and yeah, actually, I did like the, the costume. The costume, the costume I was pretty enjoy. cool. Like, if you're gonna do Harley as Batman sidekick, that was an excellent choice. The uh, the like collector in me when I saw that went <laughs> yes. Went uh, <laughs> oh man, I would love like a statue of that or like a figure of her in that outfit because I I do like Harley Quinn, but and I don't want to sound like I'm you know one of those people that's like jumping off the bandwagon because I'm not. But DC has done somewhat of an oversaturation of the character. Oh, and I guess you yeah. could kind of stem that back to Suicide Squad. Yes. Um, I mean, and, and uh, you want to flip the coin on the Marvel side of things, you could say the same thing about Deadpool. Oh, for sure. You, I mean, great character, funny character, and it's weird now, you know, you walk into Target and there's Deadpool shirts. Yeah. Or you walk and, into or Walmart, Walmart and there's yeah. Deadpool shirts. All over. Um, right next to the Star Wars shirts. But I don't ever want to be that person that, like, likes a character, but they become so popular where I'm like, fuck that character. The 16-year-old like, pop-punk kid that got <laughs> mad when uh, Blink-22 hit it big? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> but no, like, yeah, like, I mean, that's, I mean, that would be the equivalent of this. Like, I know there are people there are certain people that like you have your character that you identify with and you're it's like your thing like you're like that's my character mm -hmm. master mold yeah <laughs> i just want to get then when that master mold movie comes out and you start having master mold shirts in walmart like, oh it used to be my thing it used to be just for me i used to want to give birth to all those sentinels <laughs> uh. <laughs> i figured it's been too long since we had a master mold reference i don't know show. if we've ever had a master well i'm sure we have we did uh, when mikey was on I'm 142 sure. episodes yeah yeah <laughs> Um, I feel like I need to bring a little notebook 
for all these stupid little things that we say. Like I could totally copy and paste uh, Jeff's head on uh, Master Mold's body. <laughs> and then like there's that. been like several other things that you've said about. Or edits. you get a picture of Master Mold holding Jeff like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's our next shirt. That's my next kink. <laughs> <laughs> is there is there a character Jeff that like uh, not Master Mold, <laughs> but that like you were really liked and then suddenly like uh, got like an explosive amount of popularity? Um, let me think. I liked Wolverine a lot from the animated series. Yeah, that's and a then, good one. Yeah. That's like, if you were to look up this, if there was a word for this. And Wolverine looked, syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> and you looked it up in the def, in the dictionary, the definition would have a picture of Wolverine because that's a character that has been like, it started off, he was just kind of a cool character and then suddenly he became the face of Marvel, if not Marvel books. and X-Men. He was the face of cinematic uh, superhero films for a long time. Yeah. He's like the, he was the bread and butter of the X-Films. Oh yeah. Then um, Captain America for sure. He's gotten a lot more popular. Yeah. But I don't mind that at all. I love Captain America. And I love to see other people like him and appreciate him as a character. I would you say, but like with Cap, it's kind of weird because because like I can't think of a lot of especially like with the past few years a lot of like really good Captain America stories. Um yeah, I fell off the wagon after the the Brubaker run ended, so I couldn't tell you either. And then they did that whole like Hydra Cap fiasco, yeah, which, that just, which is still going on to my it's knowledge. Still happening? Yeah, there's a evil uh, original Captain America locked up somewhere, and the Dream Cap is the one running around right now, the one that's like the collective perception of the goodness of Captain America or something like that. I haven't read it. So. Uh, and they're just going to pretend it never happened and then maybe bring it up in 10 years. He'll oh, remember this. <laughs> <laughs> or until they put it in a cinematic movie. That's true. I bet if they put it in a cinematic movie, they could do it well. They probably changed his origin to where it wasn't stupid. Convoluted. It made no sense. Yes. It just kind of seemed like they were making it up as they go. Yeah. Something that was basically intended for shock value for quick sales. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. Again, I haven't read it. <laughs> but you have a very strong opinion about it. Of course. Like, I don't need to know about something to not have a strong opinion about it. And to know that it's terrible. <laughs> Disney and Marvel are doing a streaming service and they're going to be introducing a lot of uh, Marvel television series. All the stuff that's already been announced, like there's going to be a Loki series with Tom Hiddleston. That's exciting. Uh, and there's talk of doing a Falcon. Scarlet, Scarlet Witch too. Yep, Falcon and Bucky and then the Scarlet Witch one. Man, I would love to watch Falcon and Bucky if the fight choreography was good. Yeah. I picture it as uh, Perfect Strangers. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. They're all just going to be very genre specific. Are they going to be living in an apartment or something? <laughs> I hope so. Like, I hope the small apartment in New York or something. <laughs> I hope the Scarlet Witch one's like a Dawson's Creek esque. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. With was Vision uh, Dawson or Pacey? Yeah. Uh, Vision uh, in a sweater on the boat. <laughs> uh, but uh, we can add another one to the list as there's rumors that there is also going to be a Groot and Rocket. Wow, that sounds extremely expensive to produce. Yeah, yes. you're right. It does. Yeah. We but you got point. that fucking Disney money. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to be animated. <clears throat> I think it should be animated. I would think that would probably be I, I don't even. I don't really see them getting like Bradley Cooper and uh, Vin Diesel. Vin that's Diesel. my big thing. Like, well, Vin Diesel it. wouldn't be hard to. You could just get like three days worth of dialogue. Yeah. That's true. But like. Get a, mo- a bunch of multiple reactions. Yeah. <gasps> all these all these people aren't necessarily uh like they're not, you know, unknown stars. No. Like Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stan, like. They have very, very popular actors. Mm-hmm. Anthony Mackie has a very impressive rap sheet. Um, he can rap? Yes. Have you ever seen 8 Mile? I was about to say. <laughs> he's I have, in 8 Mile. I have not. Uh, he was also in, uh, what was that boxing movie with Hillary Swank? Million Dollar Baby. Million Dollar Baby. Did he rap in that? Uh, no, he just talked a lot of shit, though. Uh, he got knocked out. <laughs> Tom Hiddleston, he's no slouch. He can rap, too? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, he's been in a ton of stuff. He's been in a ton of stuff. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. Like, these are, they're not like C list actors. These are all A list actors. Yeah, that they've I just been keep... in big money productions outside of Disney. Like, I just keep thinking to myself, like, how do they get to secure this? Like, a lot of money. Yeah, a lot of money. And, like, is the, produ- like, what is the production value going to be? Like, well, I, hope I don't want to go. astronomical f- because I want to watch I don't want to go from watching Bucky and Falcon in Avengers, you know, Infinity War. And then watching them doing something on a smaller, smaller budget. Yeah, like no watching, offense, but like a like a Daredevil or Arrow type budget. Like I know two oh, totally I know. different things. Yeah. I think with uh, 
Bucky and uh, Falcon, you would be able to pull that off better because they're more street level. Not so much uh, Falcon now because he's gotten more and more high tech with his flying suit. But but you get like Scarlet Witch. Yeah, Scarlet CG Witch. CG there, Vision. Yep, big time. CGI. Oh, big time. Loki, if you have him on Asgard, big production. <laughs> yeah. Another question I just thought of. We kind of talked, well, at one point we talked about uh, how Sebastian Stan had like six pictures or nine picture deal. Yep. If he does a TV show, how does that, does that work into his deal? I say that's a renegotiation. Yeah. Um. What do you think? What if they were uh, the quality of like DC Titans where it's very cinematic? Maybe. And it's not like, you know, there's no, uh, there's no kind of like a downgrade in costumes per se. Like the Robin costume looks movie quality to me. What I do like the Robin costume a mm-hmm. lot. Both Robin costumes, by the way. The uh, like maybe too. Like maybe these aren't going to be like maybe they're only going to be like one season. Maybe they're going to be more uh, a mini series type mini series type deal. Like I've been saying for a long time with all these things, like mini series would be excellent. You know, you I, kind of throw a little bit more money at it. Yeah, like I even said Stranger Things. Like if it stopped at season one, I'd be okay with that because like it was it was good as a mini series. It had a closure ending at, yes. the, se- at the season. Season two, I didn't feel was as good as season one. The uh, and they had a throwaway episode in the middle of it. Uh, I hated that episode. Yeah. The because uh, I know exactly what one you're talking about. <laughs> the only I mean the only show that they're talking about doing of all these that I have any interest in seeing, and I think that's only because I've concocted in my mind what it should be concocted is uh thanks jeff <laughs> is, please continue uh, the bucky the bucky falcon yes, one because I agree. in my mind how this plays out is avengers 4 or yeah avengers 4 caps swan song and then you lead that into this mini series or tv show or whatever of bucky falcon fighting or trying to find or figure out what's next and then it could end with bucky picking up the shield and then bam captain america 4 yep the bucky buck, as cap the buck stops here <laughs> <laughs> You get Bucky like uh, you suit him up as Cap, and you got Captain America four, five, and six. Hell yeah! Well, well that be? I mean, it's not a terrible idea. I'd be happy with it. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Falcon like Anthony Mackie as the next Cap. I think he's a good actor. I really like his portrayal. I feel story wise, it makes it would make less sense for him to do it though. I agree, and uh, I feel like he's confident in his role as Falcon. Whereas Bucky doesn't really have an identity yep. still. Like he still is searching for, and not to mention he's going to searching for retribution and trying to make up for all the wrong yeah. he's done. So story-wise, it would make sense for him to pick up the mantle and carry that on. Both of these guys turned to that dust, makes, right? So is yes, they, yes. did they determine what time period the series takes place in? No, no. none of this stuff has been revealed. Okay. It's just basically, hey, we got this idea. And like none of this, I guess I should say forewarning, like none of this stuff has been 100% officially confirmed. Tom Hiddleston's. Uh, Except Tom Hiddleston's. Tom Hiddleston's. Tom Hiddleston's has been confirmed. Which that just kind of like takes away from Infinity War a little bit. I don't, I, Unless it's a prequel. Yeah, it could be. A, I think it could be a, a prequel series maybe taking place between the first uh, Thor and the first Avengers. Yes, possibly. Or it could even be a prequel to uh, the first Thor. Yeah. Yeah. Then you might have to get Chris Hemsworth in. Yep. And Anthony Hopkins. Hell yeah. But that's why I think between uh, the first Thor and the first Avengers is more possible because less big known actors you'll have to get. Yeah. Then less th- explanation. There's a, there's a lot of story there, too. Just to... Because the original Thor ends with him falling off the Bifrost and then all of a sudden, bam, there he is in Avengers. And yeah. it's like, how yeah. did that happen? How and did, credits how, aside. How did you meet the purple faced yeah. man? <laughs> the purple people eater. The purple people eater. Um, I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's an interesting time. Yeah. And they only explored a couple of the realms of, uh, you know, of oh, the couple of realms of the Asgard uh-huh. world, whatever it's called, the tree. No, I, yeah, I, but I agree with you, Tony. I'm not with, I'm not down with them doing like a sequel series to Infinity War with Loki. Like, yeah. His I mean, death needs to stick. Like that we was all, a good death. We all know we all know most of the deaths in that movie are not gonna stick. That one, above all, needs to stick. I agree completely. Me too. One hundred percent. Good talk. Good rock talk. Um also a uh, side note to my surprise and the eight year old kid in me getting excited. Oh, I like the sound of that. We uh <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, unexpectedly. We got a teaser trailer for the Lion King, which I don't think either of you have seen. But no, 
but we have been told by a reliable source that it's basically a shot for shot. It is like a shot for shot remake of the original animated, which was they really know their key demographic. They do people that nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> there is something more important about not necessarily about the trailer that I want to touch on, but more of how the trailer came about uh, because it literally just dropped in the middle of a football game on Thursday. <laughs> there was no like, hey, the Lion King trailer is premiering. <laughs> hey, here. They literally were just like, boom, <laughs> here it is. And I personally thought that that was really cool because earlier in the day, we went and saw uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Uh-huh. Fun movie. I haven't seen the first one. Oh, those are they're so good. You need to watch them. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, but like the preview started and Steph kind of leaned over to me. and She was like, I know it's not going to happen, but I wish they would show a Lion King trailer. <laughs> And I looked at her and I was like, yeah, I'm like, that's the bad thing nowadays. Like, you remember when you were younger, you'd go to the movies and they'd have trailers and you'd be surprised sometimes by what you saw. Mm-hmm. Now, like everything's released online and uh, in like, like a week or so of advanced or they'll announce like uh, Avengers trailer premiering during Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that you don't get that surprise anymore of like, oh, yeah. Oh, hey, cool. Look, like, can you imagine if you were sitting in a movie theater and suddenly the Infinity War trailer pops on and you had no idea it was coming? Yeah. I or like if you were watch went to go see um like into the spider verse yes this this uh this coming month and suddenly right in front of it bam avengers 4 trailer out of nowhere Ooh, i'd would, shit my pants yeah, that would be bitching i'd literally poop myself <laughs> right then and there i kind of miss the surprise of trailers i miss pooping myself too <laughs> so for the first time in a long time like i said we've uh read a book to review it was green lantern earth one uh another story in a long line of somewhat good sometimes bad dc books yeah. Um, like the Earth One Batman's really good. I really enjoyed Earth One Batman. That's actually. probably my favorite. I think it's yeah, one of the best. Earth One Superman's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like it as much as Batman, but yeah. The um whatchamacallit? Wonder Woman one is so so. Like yeah. there was weird <laughs> there was weird stuff in it. Well it's Grant Morrison. Yeah. <laughs> good point. Um and the Teen Titans one was Total no butt, good. Butt garbage. Total butt garbage. No other way to put it. That one was torture. It was bad. That like, one was bad. I'm not even the biggest Teen Titans fan of this. I'm not liking what they're doing with these characters. Yeah, they were all, if I remember correctly, they were all very unlikable. Yes. Um, Poorly written. This this book, Green Lantern Earth One, for all the people that can see me <laughs> in the book. <laughs> This this book was kind of in the middle for me. There was things I liked, like I I liked a lot of the a lot of story elements, but then there were certain other things like characterizations that I was not a fan of. Yes, um, you're referring to Kilowog. I am referring to Kilowog because uh, Kilowog is always like in Green Lantern lore. He's always like the big drill sergeant, yeah, larger than life. Yeah, like just real tough. And in this, he's uh, like you said, he's kind of like a well, <laughs> you didn't say it, but yeah, he's, he's, a, he's, he's a, a soft-spoken scientist who's unsure of himself yeah. and doesn't understand the Green Lantern's power. He's even almost as lost as Hal Jordan was when he first got it. Because and to me, like that's you have characters that could fit that those traits. Like I think like a Toma Ray would be a much more suitable uh, person to slot into that role. If you remember though, there's a there's a uh, a view. I think Kilowog or some someone's telling a story in it, and you see Toma Ray like he was part of the original Lanterns. Oh, so he's he most likely the, got the. <laughs> He's yeah. at the tail end too. Well, there's, there's I don't know if it's Tomb Ray, but there is a alien that looks exactly like him uh, at the end too. Yeah, um, I think they picked Kilog because he's one of the most popular lanterns. That's an alien, yeah. probably yeah. the most recognizable alien lantern. Yeah, just flipped it all on its head. Yep. I mean, he, the, towards the end, he becomes more tough. Like he never seemed like a pushover or anything. You no, didn't say Poozer no. once. No, he didn't. That's 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 what was missing. <laughs> but yeah, like this book, he did start calling Hal uh, Jordan towards the end. That's true. This book gave me, it reminded me a lot of Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Because there's this lost order of galactic peacekeepers that are extinguished by their leadership. Oh, yeah. And then they have to find the weapons of inconceivable power without being able to use them very well and reawakening the ancient power that's able to bring peace and stability to the galaxy. Damn. Wow, yeah, this book is a carbon copy of Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, that'll do it. (laughs) No, but I did, I did like that, you know, because we're so used to the, and that's the cool thing, we're so used to the typical Green Lantern origin, 
it's kind of cool to see reimaginings. Yeah. Um, I liked Hal Jordan's character, or Harold Jordan's character Harold Jordan. a lot. <laughs> it's, it's kind of cool to see them, like, you know, he gets the power and he he's lost. Like, it, yeah. it's not like this magic thing where suddenly he knows how to use everything. And the problem is there's nobody that can show him how to use it. Yep. Because at this point, the Green Lanterns have been completely dismembered extinguished yeah. yeah the for most of the book it's believed that the uh central power battery thingy was destroyed yep, destroyed and uh the manhunters were kind of created and wiped them out entirely because the guardians because the the green lanterns showed too much will basically yep too hard to control oh yeah well too hard to predict something like that it, yeah it was it was it was to control and predict it was more along the lines of like the guardians they didn't they the 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 lanterns were Seeing where the Guardians fell short on their decisions and making the right decisions for themselves, uh-huh. which didn't abide by what the Guardians wanted them to do, so then created the Manhunters. Okay, yeah, that's right. Because uh, actually, it didn't even say what Guardian that was when he pops up. Probably, uh, you can take a hot guess. Yeah, uh, I'm sure you could. <laughs> yeah. um, but he even says near the end about you know he was he his master plan was to wipe out both of them. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was pretty uh pretty interesting because they you know he finds the central battery and. and he tells Hell, like, listen, this is what you need to do. He's like, but that'll kill like everybody on here. <laughs> and he's like, it's fine. Don't no, <laughs> don't worry about it. Acceptable losses. Yeah. I they should have called this whole book. And, uh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> and, uh, Hell's like, no, no. And, and that's another thing he says, like, you know, I always forgot how much will they showed. <laughs> like, it's kind of cool. Like, it's not just like the Green Lantern power runs on will. Yeah. It's like these weird little, uh, undertones. Hints. Yeah. Undertones. And that's kind of what I like about these books a lot of times is they're very good at taking this stuff and making it giving it like undertones and not so like in your face. Like I love the, like I said, I love the fact that nobody knows how to use the rings and uh-huh. they don't choose who they, uh, they find. Yep. They, they don't they, even have to be worthy to wield the ring. They like, they're saying that they were, you know, pirates or I think they called them brigands or something. They yeah. use the rings and mm. stuff like that. And like Kilowog, like his was passed down like yep. in his family, like his grandfather had it. It was passed down to his father and then to him. And, um, I would, I would say, you know what this book is? What? It's, a Nolanization of the Green Lantern origin. Oh, I could see that. It's that definitely, sense. it's grim and gritty. But it's very grim and gritty. They try to uh, put it down into reality as much as possible, as much as a story <laughs> like this allows, without making it seem fantis- fantastical and all that other stuff. What do you think about that spread with Evan Sir? Yeah, uh, yeah, that was. <laughs> I probably stopped on that page for probably about five ten minutes. <laughs> I was like, damn, this is. This is grooty. Yeah, it is. I did like how the Manhunters like had a new design, but when he finds the original Manhunter, it has the old classic uh-huh. uh, design. I thought that was because at first you see it and you're like, it's kind of ingenious too. You see it and you're like, oh, that's a Manhunter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're not just like presenting you the new ones right away where you're like, what the fuck is that? Oh, that's the new. Oh, it's <laughs> supposed to be Manhunters. I mean, I, I like their new design too. I did too. Yeah. Like the the art in this book I thought was excellent. The art was very eye catching. Yeah. Like at, it, at first, when I first started, I was like, wow, there's a lot of dark shading in this. Yeah. A lot of blacks. A lot of 90 degrees, too. Yeah. And then, like, once I got more into the story, I was like, oh, okay. Like, it kind of, it just kind of suited itself and Mm -hmm. uh, made more sense. Yeah, I very much enjoyed the art. Um, I thought that they were good at portraying emotion in it. The fight scenes, the way the Green Lantern's power looked in it, I thought looked good. It looked, like, raw and hard to control. Like, they weren't very used to using the the rings in the way that a more trained Lantern could. There was uh, the other Green Lantern that was in it. What's her name? Arisia? Arisia? I don't... I know that name, but I don't know how to pronounce it because I only ever read it. Yeah. Uh, That that was my guess. But uh, I thought her redesign was a little interesting. Like, she she had a more... She she almost had a more Kilowog-like attitude. Yeah, she was a hard ass. And I was like, why didn't they just put Kilowog there then instead? But... I guess that's the whole point of a reimagining. You yeah. kind of take stuff and you turn it and flip it on its head. Yeah, Kilowog as a scientist was an interesting take. I can tell you that. Yeah. Much. I mean, even Earth itself is different in this. Hal Jordan's partially responsible for an orbital satellite platform that the U.S. uses to control the planet, apparently. <laughs> and he's not a, he's not a pilot. Well, I'm no. sure he was a pilot at one point. Yeah. But he's, he, was a, he was an astronaut. Yeah. He, he was part of NASA. In order to be uh, part of NASA, you have to have X amount of flight hours. 
Uh, and then, uh, and then they NASA talk about became how, Arrowhead. Yeah, it was basically taken over by a corporate interest or something. Ferris and and apparently, um, it's like a military dictatorship on Earth. It's a one party system. And like, ooh, that sounds kind of bleak. Yeah, yeah. You don't find, you don't find that out till the end, right? That yeah. Was at the end? Well, they meant yeah. They they hint at it when they show him talking about how he used to work for NASA. And then they show him remembering a giant mushroom cloud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> that don't look none too good. Uh, <laughs> they had the giant rebellion. I, you know, and that's for me when the book really started to pick up is once Hal discovered that battery and then he sent out to message to everybody with uh-huh. the rings and everybody started showing up. I was like, oh shit. I'm like, this is awesome. And then, you know, cause I, I, we all love comic book movies. My first thought is like, maybe this should be the approach they take to a Green Lantern movie. Ooh, I'd enjoy that. Maybe this should be, you know, uh, I think it'd be too obscure for the common interest. You think so? Yeah. Cause it was, it was obscure for me and I'm a big Green Lantern fan. I was kind of sitting there going, all right, like I was, mm. I would say that I was kind of questionable three quarters of the way through the book. I thought it was a good reimagining, but I was, uh, I'm kind of partial, I guess, to the, the, the classic origin mm-hmm. of it all and the core and all that stuff. And to hear that, like all the classics, well, most of the classics, you see a few other familiar faces there at the end battle, but to have it like just crushed and then rebuilt. I like that aspect. I think that would be cool to see in a motion picture. Yeah. Um, but I don't know about slave Jordan. <laughs> this whole, this had a definite like John Carter of Mars, like pulp yeah. science fiction feel to it. I think that's, and that's like you said. That's kind of like the Star Wars aspect of it. Uh-huh. Like it's 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 as that uh, uh, you know Flash Gordon serialized. Yeah, type this field. Earth man who finds himself able to kick all kinds of unholy ass and start rebellions <laughs> everywhere he goes. <laughs> like like to me, like I thought that was like a really really cool aspect of it. Um, at the end, you mentioned Tony that you start to see some familiar faces. I like how just casually, like you you look at a panel over and oh bam, there's Nestor. There yeah, yeah. And well, just, we should definitely blow up this whole fucker. <laughs> That, no, that sounds like a good idea <laughs> to me. Smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. He was in it for all of what two panels or something. Yeah, like yeah. very maybe one, maybe. And uh, and then uh, I really like the the stinger at the end. Like yes, he, when when you were talking about how you see the guardian and he talks about how like you know that was his plan is he wanted him to blow up everything. Yeah. So then he could take out the manhunters and the lanterns in one foul swoop. And then he mentions how like the rings were made with too much will and he won't make that. He didn't make that mistake. Was when you see a bunch of hands in the air yep. with the yellow, yellow rings. God damn. Yeah. I was like, rings. oh shit. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Um, it was a, you know, what's funny is before, like, like I said, when I started out, I was like, oh, this kind of falls in the middle of me. But talking about it more, I'm like, oh wait, you know what? I think I actually might've liked this a bit more than I realized. <laughs> like, I agree with Tony where it, it did for me, it kind of dragged Yeah. in the beginning. It was, it was a weird, uh, a weird sense when I was reading it. Just because like it was dragging, but I wasn't bored. Yeah, I it mean, was weird. Like I felt very awkward. <laughs> like it was my defi- first kiss. It was definitely. <laughs> <laughs> they were definitely trying to show Hal Jordan as a character more than anything else, yeah. and explain an origin than they are to provide a lot of action. Although it did have a fair amount of action. It, it did, but like most of the action was like, "Oh shit, this ship's about to blow up," or "Oh god, I'm about to die in space if I can't control my ring." Or, the, you know. the, the time bomb aspect. Yeah, exactly. A lot of apprehension. Uh-huh. So if they if they were to do a, a movie of this, I think they'd have to speed up the action a little bit. I agree. Um, I would say maybe mix a little bit of each. Like kind of like what they did with Iron Man where they mixed 616 and Ultimate. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, like, and kind of like too, like uh, you read Superman Earth 1 mm-hmm. and and I mean, this could be a controversial statement because a lot of people didn't like Man of Steel, but there are aspects of Earth 1 that are definitely planted throughout Man of Steel. I agree. I, I stand by the fact that that, that book was on Zack Snyder's uh, bedside table. <laughs> like it was, it was just too, it was too by the book. No pun intended. Yeah. yeah. They just switched out the alien with Zod. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Was it Zod in the book? Was it Zod? No, I don't think no, so. No, some other weird No, guy. some like no name. Okay. 
But anyways, like there's so like, many things taken from that book. His like introduction was directly inspired by the comic, right? The broadcasting yeah. through all the TVs and everything. That's straight out of that comic yep. book. And it was bitching, and it was yeah. awesome. Probably it was like so the most creepy. memorable scene of the uh, movie, really. Yeah, it was fantastic. That was that's by far. <laughs> I shit my pants yeah. at every yeah. Yeah. Time yeah. to get off this rock. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I've always said part of the problem with the. Uh, 2010 or 11 Green Lantern film was it 2011? Ryan Reynolds, the only Green Lantern film that is. Well, I mean, uh, there's a couple for us, but oh yeah, the animated, yeah, but the live action one, the live action Ryan Reynolds one. The uh, the biggest problem with that movie is it tried to do too much of two things. Like you either do the story solely based on Earth, or you have it take place in space. Like yeah, dividing it in the middle for a two hour movie was like it just didn't work. No, like you have to. <clears throat> cement the world you're living in before you start branching out into other stuff. It's kind of like kind of like what the MCU did. Right. They cemented the kind of world it was and then they started branching out like and I think that's where the balancing of that book could help. Yeah. It's like having him get the ring and then kind of figuring out his powers for by himself and, and then maybe meeting up with yeah. another lantern like just a lantern and then you find out there's a whole core of lanterns. Yes. That'd yes. be a good idea. Because in the the movie which you've never seen have you Jeff? No. I'm really good missing guy. out. <laughs> in, in the movie it's almost like he it doesn't seem like it, but if I'm looking back, it seems like he almost instantly knows how to use the ring. They're just kind of like, okay, uh, they have a class with Kilowog. He's like, okay, this is what you do. And then he has a thing with Toma Ray. It's like, okay, this is it. All right, all right, you're good. See ya. Bye. Yeah, go get him, kid. <laughs> like, I understand he's supposed to be like the most powerful Green Lantern. You know, he's like the Luke Skywalker of uh, Green Lanterns. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's what this book did right, where it was like, he didn't know what he was doing, but you kind of saw him start to piece together and learn himself. And it wasn't just like, oh, I know. They like planted it and it was built. Yeah. You know, from you got from point A to point B gradually and it made sense in right. a satisfying way <laughs> yeah to see him struggle with it and not have anybody to teach him was an, uh, it was a cool aspect i think that was probably the, the biggest part keeping me interested in the in the storyline was the factor that there was that uh struggle not exactly an internal struggle but i guess it would be an obstacle yeah um i think i would have liked to have seen a little bit more of that hell jordan cockiness we've come accustomed to that's actually what i liked about him in this he was less cocky than he is in really comics. like yeah. sarcastic cocky oh like, dropping just one like liner quips and everything that i don't mind but he's always very much you know like like new 52 he's very he's very take charge oh, whereas yeah. in this one he's always stating his mind very clearly and what he thinks is right and wrong but he's not you know, we should be doing this you yeah know? the uh like someone say like i would say sometimes the new 52 green lantern could be almost too uh too cocky like especially uh-huh. in uh if you want to, you know, go to a different form of media in like the Justice League War movie, like those animated yeah. movies, like yeah. he's, it's almost borderline unbearable yeah. how cocky they make him. In <laughs> that. That there's, a, there's a fine line you got to toll when you're having somebody be cocky. They have to be likable. <coughs> like the Flash in uh, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. I think yeah. it's just a thing with me where I just want those, uh, all the DC characters to be well aged and uh-huh. get past that like rookie aspect of it all. Because even the Flash shows a great tendency of that in the new 52 uh, War movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Where he, it's this new cocky rookie attitude, and it's like I'm really over this. Like, can we just yeah. like get to get a, like the seasoned vet? The seasoned vet. That's what you expect when it comes to DC superheroes. It's weird, ain't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just. I mean, that's what a big seven. You expect these super established superheroes. That's part know? of what I like about like the Batman v Superman Batman. Yeah. Yes. Is he's not going through all the motion, or like he's not like you know just becoming just like this is a seasoned. Mm-hmm. grizzled batman which we don't ever get a chance to really see no that was seen the, some shit that was one of the things i did like about that movie i guess theoretically you could say the michael keaton batman is seasoned but yeah. that's not the kind of like and like the george clooney and, and val kilmer but those aren't that's not the kind of season veteran we want. no, no. too much seasoning <laughs> that's the kind of seasoning i don't like, like oh i don't like oregano get that out of there would you say <laughs> 
not a spice, but they definitely piled on the cheese. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's yeah, we've this is is this the third Green Lantern book we've talked about or second? Oh, the thought because we did Rebirth and but either way, like I Green Lantern is one of those heroes like I always like kind of checking out and he's always kind of hit or miss for me sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I still I'm still sitting on the uh, Sinestro Cold War books that I need to read oh, and we need to my favorite DC books. He's drooling. Hey, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're like better than uh, Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. Better than. Uh, Better than Crisis on Infinite Earths. But, <laughs> I mean, it has all the best qualities of Crisis on Infinite Earths. It's very true. It's it's by far my favorite. It may be my favorite mixed event in all of comics, except maybe the Infinity Gauntlet. Wow. That's some high praise. It's good. It's but, I mean, it has all my favorite obscure characters like Cyborg Superman, Superboy Prime, and they're well written. And none of the deaths are like the deaths that are in this don't just seem like shock value, like uh, Final Crisis or not Final Crisis. Uh, identity Crisis. Infinite Crisis. Infinite Crisis. And Identity Crisis, I've heard, has a lot of shock value deaths. Or no, Heroes in Crisis has a lot of shock value deaths. There's so many crises. <laughs> is it fucking Heroes, DC? Heroes in Crisis is the one we're doing now, right? Yes. Mm. <laughs> we'll get to that. I, uh, I I haven't been following up with a lot of the the current DC stuff, but uh, I don't know if you guys know anything that's going on. Yeah, just bits and pieces. Maybe people I, complaining. Well, yeah, I saw a video uh, like in my suggested feed on YouTube that was like why I why you need to stop reading DC comics or something like that or Never. why DC comics <laughs> is trash right now or something to the effect of that I'm like, oh shit, did they like really take a turn? Like everybody was really loving the rebirth stuff and everybody shit all over the new 52. Yeah. And now people are unhappy again. Like what happened? I don't get it either. I mean, people are just unhappy in general. There's, there's no reason to just ban an entire brand of comics. I mean, if you don't like the mainstream comics and there's certain to be something you do like even Marvel right now, People are going head over heels about Moon Knight. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. What's going on with that? Do you know? He has like crazy multiple personalities. Well, yeah, like, that's Moon Knight. <laughs> yeah, I know. But they're writing it really well right now from what I've heard. OK, so, they're so they got they basically they just aspects. got a, they got a good writer. Yeah, exactly. There, there's always something that's being written well that isn't really being touched by the main continuity. So there's no reason to just brush it aside. There's always something enjoyable on in both uh, brands, I think. I just think it's funny because I'm just curious if the same people that are like uh, jumping off of DC Comics with the same people that were complaining about the new 52 and wanted something new. Yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> when I mean. And I, I feel like every time I say this, we probably lose like five or six listeners <laughs> each time. But like, I'll say it, like, I did not hate the new 52. I never I read it. enjoyed a lot of the designs. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed uh, Jeff John's run on the Green Lantern books was good. The Justice League books were a fun read. Bat- uh, Batman. Batman stuff was great. The yeah. Scott Snyder stuff. Scott Snyder really like uh, he kind of uh, breathed the fresh, fresh breath of air into Batman. Breath of fresh air. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> he breathed a breath of fresh Shut breath. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the Aquaman, Jeff John's Aquaman books. Yes. Super. We should... We should review one of those. Wait, you hit that table. We, sorry. <laughs> didn't we review an Aquaman? No. no we, we did reasons. an episode about Aquaman, about why he is cool. But didn't we read a comic with Aquaman in it? We I don't. We did. And then we did the Justice League Throne of Atlantis book. Or not book. Movie. Uh, movie. But I don't think we actually. I don't think we read did the book. book. I could have sworn I read a book. Maybe for uh, argument's sake. Maybe. You, you know what? You might have read it in preparation for our Aquaman episode. Maybe. Because all, all you really knew was. He uh, talks to fish. Yeah, he, he's uh, he rides on two flying fish. <laughs> I was about to say the Super Friends <laughs> shit. <laughs> and from what I, I used to play as him in Justice League Task Force for the Super Nintendo. I like playing as him in uh, in Justice League. Yeah, Injustice. Yeah, or Injustice League. Yeah, <laughs> Injustice. Yeah, <laughs> he, he feeds you to a shark. Yes, yes, he does. Terrifying. Um, but no. Uh, so this, I mean, like I said, I think it would be a good blueprint mm. if they wanted to reintroduce Green Lantern. Or would you call it a green print? I guess I would. <laughs> that didn't work too well. <laughs> I wanted. Um. It's that time, guys. Ratings. Time for Green Lantern Earth One ratings. Jeff, what do you give it? I give it 7.5 white slaves out of 10. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know if I could top that one. <laughs> Hard right out the gate. 
That's what she said. <laughs> I, I give it uh, six miscast characters out of ten. <laughs> like, ever watch a movie and you're like, that character should have been that person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the hard thing about reimaginings. That's it's, when I watched Spider-Man 3. I'm always like, Topher Grace actually would have been a pretty good Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> and Tommy McGuire would have been a better fucking, like, dream <laughs> mic operator or something. <laughs> Key grip? Yeah. Better best boy grip. <laughs> I, I, I'll give this... Uh, 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 seven out of ten. How the fuck does this thing work? <laughs> that was should have been what the book was called, Green Lantern. <laughs> how the how fuck do you, does this thing work? How do you turn this thing on? <laughs> That's actually a very good indication of how the episode's been going. <laughs> <today. I'm laughs> <kidding. laughs> you got to use your willpower, Tony. Harness it. Um, you know what's funny too is this. So this is volume one. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can see a date on this of when this came out. I thought it was this year. Might have been 2018. Really? But uh. Usually copyrights in the front. Yeah, somewhere in there. 2018, yep. Uh, still still no uh, announcements of Volume 2. Oh, no. I kind of was interested in reading the next one. Well, the follow-ups for Superman and um, Batman didn't happen for like two years. Oh, yeah. okay. The so, follow-ups for these seem to take a long time, almost to the point where you kind of forget about them, because I think... Uh, I want to say that <laughs> I want to say that Superman uh, got kind of the green light really fast, because the first book actually made the New York Times bestselling list. Really? Yeah. Oh, I remember hearing that, yeah. Yeah, so it was it was kind of a big deal, and so they launched two before I think Batman even got a like a one... There wow. is a uh, Wonder Woman Earth One Volume Two out. Really? Yep. Sweet. And then I don't. You know, it's this is gonna sound like I just like want torture. I'm gonna see if oh, the no. Teen Titans. There's Teen Titans. I think book two. I want to say <laughs> that. I found it. Yes, there is a book two. I don't yeah. know if I'll be able to make it I, for I, that I episode. Don't know if I can do that. <laughs> there might be another one where you record solo, Mike. You better uh, hope all this stuff works. I don't like talking to myself. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If I, I'm gonna be brutally honest here. I don't think I can make it through Teen Titans or two. Really? Yeah. I'll do it with you, Mike. It was really bad. Like. I haven't struggled with a comic book in a long time. And that one was like, every, I struggled every, with my own existence. <laughs> every like two to three pages, I wanted to close the book and go, you know what? I'm done. I, yeah. I, want, I want to tap out. But you know what? Sometimes we need those to kind of bring us down to earth. And <laughs> yep. realize not everything we read or touch is gold. No. In fact, a lot of it is horseshit and garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, you know, not that we ever, ever get any responses from this because people fucking suck. Now. Oh, good God. <laughs> Our fans are the worst. <laughs> I would be interested if people out there would like to submit like a book that we should read. Like we will uh, read pornography too. Yes. We will read fan fiction, erotic fan fiction. Like I would love it if uh, somebody was just like, Hey, why don't you guys read this? And it was a book that like neither one of us have, none of us have ever read before or familiar with. And then we, we probably have got suggestions like that and we just ignored them. Oh, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we don't get them anymore. Classic ignoring. (laughs) Yep. Why don't you give us enough attention? And then we ignore them. (laughs) Maybe, uh, Next book we do, maybe we should do something Marvel. It's been a long time since we've read or reviewed anything Marvel. That's true. Like we could do Sinestro Corps War and just say that it's Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, is I was really gung ho on us doing Spider Verse. Yeah, <sighs> boy, that's a read. And then I saw the size of the book, and I'm like, this is definitely one where everybody has to read it on their own. Yeah. Um, why don't we um do Executioner Song? I'm almost done with that. What's that? <laughs> that's a book he lent me like a year ago. Oh, <laughs> that's really funny because John just told me that you had movies of his. Yeah. Because I told him, hey, me and he's Mike getting, gave he's, you. He's getting those back right away. <laughs> <laughs> don't lend this man your thing. No, for for everyone's good. <laughs> Because I had texted him and said, hey, me and, me and Mike gave Jeff some things. So just, you know, remind him to bring. Actually, I told John, I was like, I told him, I was like, hey, look, I sent Jeff with uh, the thing figure. Jeff's got your thing in his hand right now. And he was like, oh, great. I'm never getting it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I, I had his copy of Kickboxer 1, 2, and 3. My copy of Executioner. Song. Co- I'm almost done with that. Um, <laughs> Jeff, by the time I get it back, I'm going to have to read it again because I don't remember what happened in it. Re- okay. I feel like I'm being pressured right now. <laughs> what would you guys think about reading, um, what was it, Spectacular Spider-Man? Where Doc Ock takes over Peter's body. Superior, Superior Spider-Man. Superior Spider-Man. Does anyone have a copy of it? I think I have a good amount of the single issues. Okay. I'm down for that. I keep hearing it's really good. It's He's a major character in um, Spider-Geddon, I believe, too. Yeah. He's probably going to fucking die. <laughs> He's the superior octopus now, I think. I feel oh, like a lot okay. of times when I pick up the Marvel graphic novels, whatever ones I end up picking up seem to be always like super big. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, they're always a daunting task. And that's what's yeah. really crappy about getting a Marvel book is they... They don't release just like the single graphic novels like DC does. Like that's I think that's probably the major marketing point. And I know that's why you pick up a lot of them and you don't mm-hmm. buy the single issues um, instead of waiting for like, you know, a, a book that's like 300 pages where you just pick it up and you. you and Spider-Verse you, is probably about three to four hundred pages. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, it's like we could review thing. it in parts. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we could. It would have been, you know what, we could have, if I could have said something in September, maybe by the time uh, Spider-Verse <laughs> comes out into the Spider-Verse comes out, we could have reviewed it. Maybe. Maybe only it's that's a big book i mean we could still do it when does it come out december like 14th we could still do it i mean i could read it online that's a big we'd have to we'd have to figure out how it's laid out in that book because it's that's we could definitely do a part one Mm -hmm. maybe we we could if people want to hear it we could do maybe something like that i could look and see like uh uh how the book is laid out in the graphic novel form okay it might be the first comic that i'm gonna have to take notes on because it's so long <laughs> um man which spider-man this spider-man <laughs> i'm gonna have i'm gonna have note webs <laughs> word webs baby the, the uh, say too many damn spider-mans <laughs> glad spider-man getting or what's it called spider getting spider getting Spider-Geddon happened <laughs> yeah, they've only killed a few characters i won't say who in case people are reading it right now i don't want to spoil anything spider-man <laughs> A Spider-Man died. Several Spider-Man or men or, or women, women or, or Spider-Children spider or Spider-Pigs, <laughs> Spider-Hams. That's putting your finger on the pulse mm-hmm. of the pig. Um, I think that'll do it for this episode. <laughs> Our laser sharp focus has yep. won us over again. <laughs> uh, never fails. Uh Be sure to check us out every week on the Pod Bros Podcasting Network where you can find our show and tons of other fantastic shows. You can also download like the Podcatcher app and then just listen on us whatever form you like. We're on iTunes, we're on SoundCloud, we're on Google Plays, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spotify, Podbean, you name it, we're on it. All third-party catchers. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel where every Thursday our show goes up a day early. Actually, so you can head it over there and subscribe. If you also subscribe to the RSS feed, you get the same notification. But YouTube's Ooh. way better. Ooh. That's right. So there's yeah, bringing notifications. Because if you, I don't know if anybody else has this problem, but um, iTunes just automatically downloads things and doesn't let me know that things are present. Sweet. Like, oh, hey, by the way. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, you going to listen to any of these? Uh, they're kind of piling up over here. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you, but we also have a, figure that out on your own. <laughs> we also have a Facebook at Kapowcast 2015. We also uh, have Twitter at Kapowcast Instagram. We also have a t-shirt available on tpublic.com. Sing it to the people, Jeff. You got it. That's T-E-E dot P-U-B slash L-I-C slash pod bros. Yeah. Thank you. And be sure to check during the holidays and get your, you can know, buy a shirt and give it to your favorite Kapowcast fan or homeless person. (laughs) That's also good. Please, please do that. (laughs) It's called guerrilla marketing. (laughs) Food. You don't need food. You need this new shirt that says Kapowcast on it. Don't wear your jacket over it. Oh, oh boy and i know things are tight with the holidays and all but if you're able to support us over on patreon that would be also a great help 
We have many different tiers for your pleasure, for your financial <laughs> needs. Uh, but if you do the was it the five dollar tier, you get a special audio commentary track for some golden stuff that we've created. Very X rated. Mm, yeah, no uncensored, <laughs> uncensored, very adult. unchained, uninhibited. It may be a little chained up, but yeah, a safe word has but been it, established. But it literally is unedited because it's it's audio tracks that you sync up with whatever film or show we may be watching at the time. So whatever's on there is on there for all the internet to see. You have to be a pretty clever guy to figure out how to edit it. You son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, it's still unedited though. Anything else? Thanks to our Patreons. Oh. Charlie Robbins, Janelle Kosowski, and Angel Doty for your ongoing monthly support. Unbridled and unconditional support. <laughs> Probably conditional. Like if we start making fun of them, they'll, they might stop. Well, I don't know. We've done a pretty good history of making fun of Charlie. <laughs> It's true. And he still stands by her side like, yeah. a, like, a, like a true friend. Like a He's battered a housewife. <laughs> He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Thanks. <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Look like a human boy. You <laughs> can't even do it. Oh, God Join us next us. time where we'll, we'll review the movie Clifford. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. I haven't seen a copy of Clifford in probably 25 years. Yeah, I was going to say, was it ever released on DVD? I'll tweet at Martin Short and get us a copy. Hey, Marty. <laughs> remember that movie when you were like 30 and you played a 10 year old? <laughs> He's actually one of our listeners. Marty, send us a copy. Chop, chop. Him and the lead singer from uh, Nickelback. <laughs> Wait. Spin Doctor. Spin Doctor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two princes, or whatever it was. Anyways, this show has really gotten away from us, and I think it's time to to wrap her up. Until next time, I am Mike. I'm Toonie, and I am Clifford, and I am a little loony. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time on the podcast. 